Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We are halfway through the week already. I cannot believe it. It is by far, I think, one of the fastest weeks that we've had all week long. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio and on TV and on live streaming and on podcasting. You can find us all over the place all our social media at Hoosier Reason on our website at HoosierReason.com. Great to have you today for a Wednesday. Your Millennial General reporting for duty on your post-post-Monday, your pre-pre-Friday celebration. No guests today. Just you and I chit the chat doing the thing. We had Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, the big name of Alan Dershowitz. He was scheduled to be on today, not able to make it. He actually is in the hospital right now, so thoughts and prayers to him. Hope everything's all right. We're getting him rescheduled for another day, so don't worry. But we'll have Alan Dershowitz back on the program soon. Uh, but until then, I just got that word just a little bit ago. So no worries. There's plenty to talk about. And you and I will get through it all today here on the show. So a big one lined up for you. And we'll get, we're definitely going to have some fun. There's been a lot of things on my mind today. But first and foremost, we need to like just calm down for a minute. Calm down. Just settle down. Just relax. Take a deep breath. Release. We need to do a little bit of relaxation here because right now there's a lot of tension in the world. Obviously, politically, there's a lot of tension in the Middle East. Obviously, there's a lot of tension politically with the Republican, Democrat, conservative, progressive, you know, freedom people and people that hate freedom and common sense. I mean, there's a lot of hatred in the world right now, and we just need to bring it back to common sense and talk and have a conversation. But there's a new push for mental health awareness in the nation. Now, before, before no, hold on, hold on. When I mention mental health issues, I'm not talking about this guy. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Which I'm glad, Joe Biden, you're doing all right. I mean, do you have any words of wisdom for us today? Just out of curiosity, any words of wisdom, anything on your mind that popped in? To heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Ah. <laughs> uh. Never gets old. Good old Joe Biden. So I'm not that's not the kind of mental health issue that I'm talking about here. What I am talking about is that there's a serious, legitimately serious issue in the country we need to address. And that is mental health. We've been screaming it at the top of our lungs for a very long time that we need to address mental health issues with depression or anxiety or PTSD or suicidal tendencies. Not a joking matter, but very serious. Now, what triggers those things is something we need to discuss. Because on the right side of the aisle, we've been screaming left and right saying, hey, when it comes to issues like mass shootings or school shootings or people with firearms or people doing really dumb things, when they try to bring up the Second Amendment issue that you, they have the right to take firearms away, they re refuse to acknowledge a mental health issue. While we scream on this end, it's not about an inanimate object like a firearm. It's about mental health. 
And if someone's not in the right state of mind, they're going to find a way to harm somebody, whether it's a gun, whether it's with a car, whether it's with a knife, whether it's with their bare hands, whether it's with so- they will find a way to harm themselves or others if that's what's on their mind. Forget the inanimate object for a second. Let's look at the reasoning on the why, which is pol- something politicians hate discussing, though, by the way, is the why. Any issue that you have when they talk about immigration crisis, why? Well, the system's broken. Why? Because politicians refuse to enforce it. Why? And you start unveiling the layers of the onion. Whenever you talk to a politician, ask them that one question. Why? And just keep going down that rabbit hole until they finally come to a conclusion of, I really just don't have an answer for you. Then you can start having the deeper discussion. Then you can get to the bottom of what's really going on. Ask the question, why? So why does the the left side of the aisle, the Democrats, don't want to address mental health issues when it's gun-related or safety-related for the public of, oh, the gun's really bad, let's take away the gun. Why? Well, because there's sick people out there. Why? Why? Because we're not addressing the mental health issue. But there's another reason now, and this is why they are starting to push mental health in this country with a mental health awareness on suicide, on depression, on PTSD, on anxiety, uh, because my generation, unfortunately, the younger generation, the snowflakes, uh, not all of them, not all of them, not all of them, But my generation, the millennials, overwhelmingly are more sensitive to certain things, good or bad, take it as you will. But there's now a study, according to Reuters and news.trust.org, where there is now anxiety from climate change and global warming called eco-anxiety. I know, I know. Now, their concern is because the climate is warming and because the earth is changing, which is done naturally since the beginning of its age, uh, but because it's changing during our time and we apparently don't like change, they have panics and they talk about the flooding. They said there's heat suicides down in Mexico, which that's terrible. Heat suicide? Really? Heat suicides? That? Okay, I can see. I mean, it's really hot down there and it's it's not as favorable as what you could have in other places, but why Would you harm yourself like that? I don't get that. But there's a new rising American issue called eco-anxiety, where people are worried about their future. Large numbers of people being affected. Uh, A mental health specialist with the Institute of Global Health Innovation talk about eco-anxiety. The effects of planetary heating are hitting the poorest and most vulnerable particularly hard and could widen existing inequities. Now, remember, we're not talking about equality anymore. It's all about equity. You are a piece of equity to the government. That's the way they see you. That's the way they're always going to see you. They're never going to see you as a loving, caring human being. They're going to see you as equity. As we talk about reparations, which is the dumbest argument to ever have in this country, they're not talking about equality anymore. They're talking about equity. And you've heard that word a lot lately. But they say that there's uh, it would widen the existing inequities in the world because of climate change, which is causing eco anxiety. So I want to help you, other side of the aisle. I want you to realize the insignificance of what you're trying to do and how you're trying to really not do anything in this country except for stress yourself out. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we haven't done this in a while, but I think it's time for another Voice of Reason. Meditation moment. The left side of the aisle, I want you for just a second to take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. If you're driving, then be very careful instead of getting into a meditative state right now. I want you to take another deep breath in. I want you to realize you're not the center of the universe and breathe out. I want you to take another deep breath in. Realize that your agenda 
is absurd. And breathe out. You feel better? Another one. Deep breath in. I want you to realize you aren't killing the environment because you're too insignificant to harm the earth in that way. Deep breath out. I want you to realize, deep breath in. I want you to realize you can't fix all of the world's problems by protesting and having anxiety about climate change because that's something out of your control. Breathe out. I'm trying to help you here, all right? <laughs> deep breath in. I want you to realize that banning evil corporations is not going to solve the Earth's problems. Breathe out. Deep breath in. I want you to realize that centralizing government control over everything is the opposite of what you should be doing to actually help the agenda that you're trying to promote. Breathe deep breath out. You feel better? You feel better? Welcome again to another episode of The Voice of Reason's Meditative Moment. Because I'm trying to help you here, trying to relax you. There's no reason for anxiety about climate change where you're committing suicide or having you know suicidal thoughts or going into a depression because of eco-anxiety. Fight for your agenda. Do what you believe. Fight to preserve certain lands. Fight to you know stop expansion of whatever. You know, do what you need to do. That's cool. That's fine. Whatever your agenda may be, even if I disagree with you, I will, you know, I will applaud you for fighting for something of value each and every day, even if it's something that I disagree with. That's cool. At the same time, deep breath, brother. Let it go. It's going to be okay. Now, one thing that may cause some anxiety for a lot of individuals may be something that uh, the Biden administration is pushing quite hard right now in the latest in What's Trending. What's trending today? And the latest out of MSN, MSN popping up again, is the global tax that the Biden administration is pushing to the United Nations and other countries around it as well, where the Biden administration is proposing a global minimum corporate tax rate. I'm sure you've heard of this at a, of at least 15%. Now, what that means... What that means is that if you're a corporation or you own a corporation and you're tired of the high tax rates in New York City or California and you want to leave the country and go somewhere where there's less taxes, then you wouldn't be able to get rid of it because they're everywhere. They're coming to get you everywhere. They're coming to get you no matter what. They, I, I know it's like the evil scary. They're coming to get you. They're coming to take me away. Ha <laughs> ha. That's literally what the government's trying to do. A global 15% tax rate. They don't care. They want to take your money because you can't escape. We will take your money because you don't deserve it as a corporation. Now, what we need to do, and I know it's really weird to say this, we need to stand with the country of Ireland. And usually I don't say that because Ireland is usually very progressive on many different issues, especially social issues. They're very progressive. I love Ireland. I'd have the majority of my ancestors around that area. I love the country. I've always wanted to go. One of these days I will drink a pint in an Irish pub and sing Irish songs and be a happy-go-lucky lad. One of these days I will do Until then, I will continue to support them, at least on this issue, where they say they have no plans to increase their corporate tax rate and that they're going to remain at 12.5% for their corporate tax rate for many years to come. That's according to their uh, their representative to the United Nations, Mr. Donahoe. Uh, Pascal Donahoe said that he had, quote, significant reservations over the plans floated by the U.S. president to encourage countries around the world to adopt the minimum rates of corporate tax in order to prevent companies from shifting their profits to avoid payments in the future. You do realize that there's no way to force countries to do this. 
There's no way to force every country to do that. Even the United Nations could be like, we recommend this, but we can't really tell you. What are you going to do? Send in your blue helmet? I'm very scared and shaking in my boots. <laughs> I'll go and meditate and run you away. But other countries are going to see this as an opportunity. Because if people start leaving the United States because of a corporate tax rate, if they start leaving other nations, not just the U.S., but China or Russia or the U.S. or Germany or France or, or wherever else where there's a high corporate tax rate and they leave, they're going to go to a country with smaller tax rates. Now, imagine the opportunity that those other countries are going to be seeing as, wow, it's going to be like competitive in a private market. I, I, I know. Trigger for a while. It's going to be a competition to where if I just have a little bit lower corporate tax rate, they'll consider moving to our country and we'll start getting it. And even though we're getting a lesser percentage, we're going to get more of them, which means our revenue is going to be going up. So with Ireland saying, uh-uh, not going to fly, we're going to keep our corporate tax rate at 12.5%, the U.S. not liking that. They don't like other countries going against their will as the federal government of the United States. Because if we all just are the happy medium, we're all just on the plateaued playing field of 25% or 15% or whatever they want, then you can't go anywhere because no matter where, you're going to be paying that tax. So you just have to eat it and just accept it and just realize the government is going to be controlling your business every step of the way. But these other countries, uh-uh, hey, come over here. Come over here. Make your headquarters right here and you'll be paying a lesser tax rate than where you where you are right now. It's nice incentive for many, right? And then we're going to complain about unions. We're going to complain about the lack of taxation here in the country and how we're not getting as much tax revenue. And guess what that's going to do to us? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're going to raise the tax rates on the middle income in the country and individuals that can't leave. And then we get to carry the majority of the burden again. That sound like a fair system to me? I think not. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a midweek celebration. Hump day, Wednesday, the post-post-Monday, the pre-pre-Friday, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. Great to have you along for the ride today as we have a lot to get to. I'm going to try and bounce around a little bit but keep it somewhat fluid throughout the program. I really think we should have more meditative moments here on The Voice of Reason. I really think we need to just calm ourselves down once in a while and just realize that, hey, hey, hey. You know, you're getting a little uh, big for your britches there. I really think that the super well, quote-unquote, educated, higher education individuals that try and tell you quantitative easing is a really good idea for our national budget. Republicans are mostly unintelligent, uneducated, uh, undiplomed people that just drive trucks and, you know, uh, do farms and things. Uh, Those kind of people probably need to go through some re-educational courses a little bit. Not like a re like a mind warp thing or like a re-education camp, but just maybe come down a few pegs and just understand the real world because that's not the way things always seem to work all the time. Uh, after the break, I do want to touch on the future of the Republican Party. I know I talk about it a lot, but there is something kind of interesting about the future of the Republican Party based on the changing of times and how the Republican Party needs to adapt on that. So we'll get to that here in just a second. But wrapping up this global corporate tax rate, uh, different countries, do you think that different countries are going to get on board with this? I know the United Nations starting to lose support. I know that after the whole Trump era and there's populism going on all over the world right now in Argentina and in other nations where we're getting, I mean, even look at the UK where they're breaking away from the United or from the European Union and they're going and doing their own thing again with Brexit. It's been a movement to start downsizing again. And I think politics, the political spectrum and the pendulum is swinging back the other direction little by little. Now, the other side hates that because they love centralized power. And by those, when I say those people love centralized power, I'm talking about the ones that are in power and the few that think they're really cool because they support the ones in power. They think that they're special and that they're going to get some kind of special treatment because they were all about the centralized power. They're going to get some nice social programs. They're going to get a pat on the head. They're going to get the better, bigger trimmings from the plate once they get scraped off into the trash. And they're going to get those heavier bones to gnaw on for a little bit. Yeah. Instead of realizing they don't have to be at that table, they can go somewhere else. So there is a sect, obviously, in the world that still support this whole centralized going to the United Nations, going to the European Union, going to these more centralized, even nationally here, uh, centralized power for universal health care, universal basic income. I mean, there are obviously a big push for that, but it's starting to lose support. Number one, because there's not a lot of intelligent people actually running the operation on that side. I am told this is a garbage disposal. But the second part is they realize that when they do that, they're just hoping for the best. And when you have a medical field 
that, for example, you don't have the best treatment. And when you look at the United Kingdom and you have a six-month waiting period for a knee surgery and you can't get a knee surgery or a knee replacement unless you stop smoking because you might not be a value to society to be worth that investment of taxpayer money to get that operation, once you start looking at it in those senses of, wow, they really do control everything in my life, and I don't have any type of freedom, then most people, especially once they get a little bit older, a little more mature, they start having to pay taxes and pay living expenses and paying for everything. They're like, wait a second. I thought like food and housing and like, you know, my latte was free because it was a necessity to life. Once you start realizing that's not the case, then you start changing your tune just a little bit better and a little bit earlier. Because most people realize that they want some level of freedom. It's just that level of freedom that they're okay to give up for society, and some kind of push that barrier a little bit. But since Trump, really, there's been a massive poop, uh, movement nationally, globally, about getting rid of the centralized power, and the left does not like it. And while they're trying to push this minimum corporate tax rate for a global tax rate, it's not going to work because there will always be a nation that says, uh-uh, watch this, it's going to be lower, come on over here, and guess where all the corporations are going to go? And they'll continue to bounce around wherever they need to because that's what we do in a free market society when we have choice to choose on where we're going to base ourselves based on the most amount of opportunities. I know that's crooked and that's evil and that's twisted. That's called free market and that's called freedom. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Halfway through it, that's the way we roll today on a midweek celebration here on The Voice of Reason, radio and TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, having more fun. I better not use that one. That could have been very bad. I was going to... I can't do it. I just can't do it. Uh, I was going to say having more fun than Hunter Biden at a cocaine party. No, I'm... I'm sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly. Welcome. (laughs) By the way, I cannot believe it that the end of the month is right around the corner already. 
it's Memorial Weekend here in just a few days, which means you're probably planning to get out to the lake or enjoy some outdoor activities, go on the barbecue, go on the camping trip, whatever you do. That's awesome. That's great. At the same time, that means it's the end of the month, which means our newsletter's coming out here in just a couple of days. We'll probably have it out Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I'll probably work on that one this weekend. So you can sign up at HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. You can sign up totally free. Just go to the website. It pops up, says, do you want to become a Hoosier holic?" You say, yes, I do. You type it in totally free, and we won't spam you. It's just a once-a-month email that we'll send with our monthly blog. We'll have some information about the show, about the Hoosier Media Network, about what we're working on, all the good stuff, uh, and then all the links to everything that we're doing as well. So go on there. We get new people on there every single month. We It's awesome. We appreciate you very, very much. Just sign up for the newsletter, and we'll get some more information out to you. We might start sending some more at some point. When I have time to work on that, that is uh, not anytime soon right now. Just the monthly emails fine. But eventually we may do, I don't know, like other things, maybe once or twice a month throughout talking about some big updates or eventually maybe like a daily email about the guests coming on the program or something like that, too. But right now I'm not too worried about that. We'll see as we continue to evolve and progress and grow with the Voice of Reason show. All right. I want to talk about something a little bit different here. Uh, away from the corporate tax, we know that's bad. And again, people that go for it, I mean, obviously, you just, you, you're just you just envious. Just admit it. You are envious. You're hateful. You just don't want people to be successful. So when someone has more, like started a corporation, they had a vision, they had an idea, they made something happen, they worked hard, they made it happen. And now they're worth a billion dollars and they have a multi-billion dollar corporation. You just don't like it and you want to take it away from them. How dare you make that much money? I'm sorry. Did you make a product that everybody likes in the consumer field? I'm sorry. Did you actually connect ties to trade with internationally or make something and, and engineer something? I'm sorry. Did you do that? Because they did. And you're saying they're not worth that apparently now. I just I don't grasp that concept. You should be able to reap the what you sow, whether it's positive or negative. If you do something good, then you're going to get positivity back. If you do something bad, you're going to get negativity back. And if you're stuck in that rut of just envious of what someone else has, you're never going to gain yourself. Life lessons from Andy. But there is something that's interesting uh, regarding the Republican Party. Now, I want to use this analogy for a second. Anybody play chess? I love chess. I'm a big fan of playing chess. I was the eighth grade champion at my school in chess. Yeah. I haven't played it in a long time, and I'm starting to teach little voice a reason, but I love chess. Or maybe Stratego. Remember that game? Yeah. Love Stratego. Now, in those games, either chess, Stratego, Risk, any kind of board game, let's say, the fundamentals of the game stay the same, but maybe there's an updated chess piece, or maybe it's upgraded to where, you know, there's different themes of uh, checkers, or of chess, or of Stratego, or of Risk, where you can do it in space outfits, or you can do it with Civil War era, or you can do it with World War II era, or you can do it with... Uh, Transformers era, whatever. Like they have tons of different types of the game, but it's all still the same game. There's a piece out of, and yes, I did dip dip my toes into MSNBC. I don't know why, but I did. I wanted to go on there and see what they were saying. And there's an opinion piece that came up about how the Republican Party is making the country worse because they say, and we'll get to this in a second, about immigration and the brink of a baby bust. But when I was reading this, it really popped into my head that The issues that we are addressing today, whether it's technology, whether it's immigration, whether it's high taxes, whether it's freedom or liberty, no matter what the issue is, it may have changed, it it may have evolved, 
it may be new and flashy and and you know nice for this time based on our t- current times but the fundamental debate that goes on each of these times is still the same the topics haven't changed the topic itself has changed the fundamental principles have not changed and while we talk about the future of the republican party we talk about the future of conservatism the future of the country as a whole we need to get back down to the root fundamental principles of what we believe and when you have those fundamental core values, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter when technology changes. It's it, kind of like the Constitution. The Constitution is not a living document to where it needs to be updated every year, every 10 years uh, based on the times. It'll be like, cell phones should be banned. You know, it's, it's not talking about the individual issues. And that's the problem that we've had in this country for a really long time, isn't it? We try to relate what the Constitution said 200 years ago to an issue today on technology and infiltration. Well, guess what? You don't need to worry about the technology part of it with the cell phone or with the FISA court. You need to look at the fundamentals of, oh, wow, illegal searches and seizures, the Fourth Amendment. You're not allowed to survey people. You're not allowed to break their privacy. You're not allowed to break their private property. You're not allowed to go and observe them 24 hours a day because that's against the Constitution with illegal searches and seizures. Simple enough. We need to break it down to the core values again. Now take that theory for a second while I read this opinion piece out of MSNBC. And yes, it's an opinion op-ed, but MSNBC makes it very easy for you to find their opinion pieces. They don't have any other news going on, so they have to post their opinion pieces on their homepage of their website. After dec- This is by Hayes Brown, an MSNBC opinion columnist. After decades of growth almost quadrupled in the world's population of nearly 8 billion, the trend is finally reversing. The New York Times last Saturday published a lengthy look at how the stagnating birth rates are threatening to reshape the country, uh, countries around the globe. It's an interesting look at how hard choices the governments will be forced to make as death rates surpass birth rates and elderly citizens begin to outnumber their working age counterparts. We've already been going through that, so welcome to the party, pal. But what struck me in reading, continuing, about the impeding population crust is just how short-sighted but narrowly targeted the anti-immigration movement in the United States truly is. Meaning the Donald Trump conservative Republican side, because according to them, we're anti-immigrant. Which is not true, but we'll get to that in a second. He continues... There's a lot of factors behind the dip in birth rates, including societal norms shifting away from large families, improvements in health care, and a corresponding plunge in infant mortality rates. Let me stop right there for a second. He just said in the paragraph earlier that we have a decrease in birth rates. A decrease in birth rates while we're seeing an increase in elderly, elderly death rates or death rates overall or death rates will surpass the birth rates. So the de- the population will be decreasing and the older generation will have a larger population than the younger generations. That's true. That's all true. Why in the world does that have to do with a uh, plunge in infant mortality rates? Because if less babies are dying during birth, that means medical industries are better which means you'd think we'd have a higher birth rate. So that's obviously not something that's going to have an effect on this scenario. I'm glad we don't have infant mortality rates. I'm glad we don't have more issues with birth rates, uh, with you know moms and babies having issues during birth. I'm glad we don't have that issue. How does that have anything to do with birth rates going down? If you wanted to include that in, you'd think that'd be reversed, but that's another story. I just a piece that he obviously has no clue what he's talking about. Economic insecurities among millennials who are putting off having children, that makes sense, and fears of climate change effects on the new generation. Again, eco-anxiety. Take a deep breath. 
to where we don't have to worry about those issues. All of them put together compose the picture that the Times laid out where countries such as South Korea and Italy are forced to plan for a world where schools shut down for lack of students and maternity wards closed for a lack of use. Now, to them, they see this as a very bad thing. And yes, we need to grow. And yes, population needs to continue on. But we need to adapt. This kind of, for me, references the whole public education and state university issue across the nation during the pandemic where kids were doing it virtual. So I even register to go to college right now. Enrollment goes down. So instead of actually cutting departments at state universities, they just increase tuition rates, which is stupid and doesn't make any sense to me. But their whole argument now is that there is a slowing population of birth rates in the country. So we need more immigrants. Okay. Let's have a discussion about that. But they make the case that Republicans in the Trump movement is anti-immigrant as they've slowed immigration. They've tried to cut off illegal immigration. I know, terrible thing, right? Terrible thing. <laughs> Trying to get rid of the illegal aliens in the nation, but then also slowing the legal immigrants as well, which there's a logical reason for that. And that is that right now, or at least before the pandemic hit even, there were jobs available that people weren't getting, and therefore, and then there was an unemployment rate of people that just couldn't or didn't want to work. And if we get them to work first, then we can bring in immigrants to fill in the pockets. Because we need to look at an America First policy as a nation that's going to survive instead of just saying, you know what, we're just going to look at everybody else first and do, our, do their thing. If you listen to Dave Ramsey, if you listen to any other talk show host or you listen to any other guru or listen to any other spiritual leader, you need to provide and help others as much as you can, as liberally as you can, without harming yourself first. You need to take care of yourself. Make sure you're in a good position in order to do that because it makes it doesn't help anybody if you're giving everything you have and you can't sustain yourself while you're trying to help help others. You can do it as liberally as you can without harming yourself. That's the way we need to look at this as a nation. I want to help individuals. I want to bring asylum seekers. I want to bring refugees. I want to bring workers. I want to bring students. I want to bring families into the country. We love them. We want to bring them with open arms. We want to care for them. We want to love them. We want to give them the opportunities that America gives, which is the streets paved with gold, the the Statue of Liberty showing that we care for your poor and your sick and your weary. We want to bring you in this country and give you opportunities that no other nation will ever give you. But we need to do it without harming ourselves. And that's what the left side of the aisle just doesn't understand. So the question is, with the birth rates that are dropping in the nation, are the Republicans anti-immigrant and is it time for them to evolve or are we standing on morals and our core principles of America first to make sure our nation is strong in order to provide for the ones that we can? Where are we at with this? I'd love to get your thoughts on this and more when we come back. It's the Voice of Reason. It is a midweek celebration. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately.
And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me, it's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I know I really shouldn't be surprised based on the opinion piece from an MSNBC op-ed column, but at the same time, it still bugs me that people just don't quite grasp how to click point A to point B and how to make connections like that. I just It doesn't, it, it doesn't grasp me. I'm one, as you know, and I've been thinking about this for a while. We need to find more ways to get more of the other side of the aisle on the program to talk and have a fun little debate because I love that. I love talking to people with differing opinions and spar a little bit in a healthy, hearty, lovable way to where we're not angry at each other. Because guess what? Back in the day, way back when, you could debate with somebody and have a heated, political, different opinion and debate and spar and still get along. (laughs) I know. I know. But that's not obviously what we're going to get here from MSN as the story of the op-ed continued on talking about how white nationalists took over from Donald Trump and how they're trying to limit uh, immigration from brown people and Asian people and African people and so on and so forth. And we just don't want that and how bad it is. And it's just stupid and it's just not true, which goes back to the analogy that I made. You know how to play chess. You know how to play risk. You know how to play stratego. You know how to play checkers, whatever game that you may play, which, by the way, is Chinese checkers a cultural appropriation? I'm curious now. I don't know how that works. I'm not up to code on the on the woke mentality of whether Chinese checkers is actually cultural appropriation. I love Chinese checkers. I'm terrible at it. Mrs. Voice of Reason kills me every time that I play Chinese checkers. But uh, is that cultural? I don't know. Is that a cultural appropriation? Huh. Kind of interested in that one. But nonetheless, the board may change. The pieces may upgrade. The pieces may be tailored to a certain theme or a certain upgraded whatever. It may go from wood to plastic. It may go to a certain character from a TV show, whatever it is. But the game itself remains the same. So while we look at the immigration issue and the lowering of the birth rate in this country, it's an, it's not a new issue. We've seen societies for thousands of years have to deal with this. That They expand and they expand and they expand, but then when they begin to shrink a little bit, then they don't know how to handle it and they collapse. And we've seen this through the Roman Empire, through the Byzantine Empire. We've seen these things happen before. It's how we handle it. And like we said going into the break is that we need to fall back on our true core principles as a nation. And those are really the three pillars in this nation. That is liberty. That is life. And that is private property. 
you have opportunity. You get to live, which means you get to defend yourself in any way necessary because you have a right to life. You have a right to liberty. Someone's not going to tell you and dictate your life in and out. When you get universal basic income, they're dictating exactly how much money you get, exactly where you're going to spend that money, exactly what options you have in order to spend that money. They're going to dictate everything. When you get universal health care, they're going to dictate everything, what doctors you're allowed to go to, what practices you're allowed to see, what type of physician you're allowed to get, what type of pharmaceuticals you're allowed to get, what type of operations you're allowed to get. They dictate your entire health. You, your body, your life, that the other side of the aisle for years complained that, you know, my body, my choice, let me live the life that I want to live and don't try to invade my bedroom. That side is now saying, please give me universal health care and universal basic income so the government can control literally every aspect of my life. And they're okay with that for some reason. And I just don't understand that. When we fall back on the core principles, life, liberty, and private property with that pursuit of happiness, then all the other issues, all the clutter in the topical issue goes away and we get to understand. We want to help people. We give people that opportunity. We need to do it in a way that makes the country healthy, not weakened, and not vulnerable, which means we need to stop the illegal immigration. We need to uh, We need to get Americans jobs and give them the opportunity to get all the jobs they can to be able to fulfill their jobs and their success and their dreams and their hopes and their aspirations. Then you fill in the voids with immigrants coming into the country as well. And you take care of them and you help them the best that you possibly can. That is the American dream. But this rhetoric of division of hatred, just vile, vile hatred calling someone a white supremacist, calling them evil, calling them whatever, uh, just because Donald Trump ran it because he wanted to limit immigration for one reason or another, that's not helping the situation. And if you are concerned about a lowering of the rate, you don't need to be concerned about, oh, programs are going to go away. The programs are not permanent. And if no one's using the program, here's a trigger warning for the left. They can go away. It's okay. And again, if that triggers you, do another Hoosier Reason meditation. <laughs> because it's okay if programs go away, but if no one's using them. If people aren't going to the university, you can cut the programs. It's okay. You don't just have to raise tuition rates in order to keep it when there's half of the students actually going there. When there's less people in the country, we need to revisit. We should be more concerned about the evil Republicans cutting immigration. We should be more concerned about how to pay for Social Security with a lesser workforce. We should be concerned about the tax rates and spending from the federal government with a lesser workforce and with a smaller population and start reevaluating the size of our government controlling the people when there's less people to control. That should be the concern. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in just a bit. Back at it tomorrow. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great midweek Wednesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. 
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.